welcome to Bunta Vista, episode 268. I'm Theo, and I'm on this regional train heading into downtown Jakarta. Um, I'm just a just a regular old guy. I got um got my suit on. Got my job at the uh, at the bank uh, BTPN. Um, got a few clients under my under my wing. I think things are things are going pretty well for me. I think. Um, you know, I haven't found love yet, but um, no, that's sorry, that's not true. That's not true. I've got my beautiful ginger cat uh, at home. I was just sort of feeding her one day. Um, she sort of jumped up on my apartment um, balcony, and she's never really left. You know, it's sort of her, sort of her house now. I just live there. You know, um, and uh, with me on this on this train on this beautiful day, uh, heading into. Um, Heading into downtown Jakarta to start his day, uh, it's Andrew. Andrew is a uh, he's a, a dildo salesperson uh, working working at the downtown dildo shop. There, sort of a meeting of two worlds, uh, odd couple situation between between the two of us. Now we've kind of settled into a bit of a bit of a routine, bit of a swing um, every day. Um, you know, I'm I'm on the train after him. Uh, I come in. I I find him on the train. We we sit down, pull out a, a go set. You know, get those get those little uh, little rocks rocking. Um, and we found we've got just a lot in common. Um, more than you'd think between a a banker and a, a dildo salesman. But mm-hmm. you know, we get there, open up our uh, open up our lunch boxes, compare what we got. What you got in there today, Andrew? Uh, big dildo-shaped submarine sandwich. Nice. You know they say nice. you're not supposed to take your work home with you, but <laughs> which of us, which of us can avoid that? You know? Now I remember the thing that we actually like that drew me to you in the first place. Sort of our, our personalities. I would normally, you know, talk to people on the on the train, but um, um, one day you were on there and you opened up your lunchbox and you'd brought you'd brought durians on the train, and you know Uh-oh. I'm sort of a bit of a stuffy suit guy. I don't know, you know, tugging up my shirt. What's this guy thinking? Uh, and I'm like, hey, buddy, you know, what's with that? Um, and then we got to talking, and I think we become fast friends, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and also with us on this uh, train headed to downtown Jakarta is Ben Hammergirl McClay. Now, Ben, hey, how you going? First of all, uh, you've got you got two hammers there. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And. What what you, what you up to with those hammers? You you're not gonna uh, start. You're not gonna start just hitting people with those hammers, are you? Well, I mean, I've got them. Yeah, it'd be a shame to. Like you're not gonna injure us to death with with those hammers, in a sort of hitting motion. Can I pull back the curtain here for a <laughs> for a little a little hot second? <laughs> Why is the curtain so wet? <laughs> no, this curtain's been getting wetter over time. Uh, I think it's because I moistened my fingers before I grabbed the curtain to make sure I'm getting <laughs> yeah, purchase yeah, on there. Get a clean like, grab, like on turning it. the page of a big book. <laughs> now this big introduction, um, it has the smack of specificity around it. Yeah, that usually would denote either it's a misdirect. Uh, in that we're being really specific about one thing that's kind of mundane, so that you can do something wacky at the end, or yeah. it has the smack of specificity that comes with it being a reference to something. Sure. I in know this it, case, I, it's both. I know I know what it is. What are we talking about here? <laughs> oh, what is well, this? For once, for once, <laughs> me and Theo have Got both seen the same movie. We've seen the same movie. <laughs> We've both Raid seen two, baby. The Raid 2, The Train to Jakarta. Yeah, now in this scene, uh, yeah. you... A lady who has two hammers. Hammer girl. Hammer girl yeah. uh, starts killing people with her two hammers. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've I'm never not seen sure if you do you need two. any more background on that. Haven't you? Is it similar in fashion to the raid one? Uh, no. Oh. So it's not like just 90 minutes of fight scenes? No, it's like well, two hours. There's a good half hour in the middle there of like family drama and stuff. And hmm. then. Picture this, the camera inside a train heading to downtown Jakarta. Yeah. People going about their days, playing Go, looking inside their lunchboxes, etc. Yeah. And then enter, girl with two hammers. All right, well, I'll happily, um, 
I'll happily close these curtains back up now because I feel like I can. <laughs> I feel almost like a an Andrew who's in the middle of a primer introduction in a way. <laughs> Did you watch Primer, Andrew? No, not yet. You should. It's a good movie. Shame about the guy though. Don't give him any money. You just pirate it. Yeah. That's yeah, a, I've got these hammers. I'm gonna <laughs> gonna start hitting people with hammers. Yeah, cool. Hey, can I can I nominate I, I myself? Can I nominate myself for a not getting whacked with the hammer? Is that no? Is that no. Possible? Unfortunately, uh, Andrew has copped the claw end of the hammer under oh, his chin. No. Yeah, and he's kind of getting pulled around the train uh, by his chin using oh. the claw claw end of the hammer. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this: I hate Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a living. Uh. <laughs> uh. Hey, I bet if you polled people, over 90% of respondents would say they don't want the claw end of a hammer used to drag them around a room while it's inserted under their chin. Yeah, but we can't let them dictate to us, you know? Well, no, you, that's not <laughs> like... We're, Oh, do you think this is a democracy in this train? I'm, I'm just, just saying. I'm just saying it's not a popularity contest. That's all. Train. <laughs> it's time, of course, for the poll report. when it gets when it gets quiet for a second just before yeah. it comes back in you know it really tricks you that maybe we're actually out of seg- uh, out of theme time um, i'm actually going to do a live breaking poll uh instead of well just before we get into the second one because i to fill in the time while the poll report theme was playing uh i was looking at some tweets and i just saw a tweet from someone from a locked account so i'll maintain their privacy today i learned people with penises wipe their asses standing up Question mark? Did you learn that? Now, that's not a poll, um, but the poll is in the response to that tweet where they have said, be honest, people with penises, do you, dot, dot, dot. Now, only 521 votes, so not necessarily, it's not a very representative sample. Yeah, their their polling methods are not robust. But 19.6% of respondents have said, stand up to wipe. 59.7% 59.7% of respondents have said stay seated to wipe. 15.9% have said combo. And 4.8% have said neither. Um, am, I, am I to assume that the combo is, is like leaning over so that one leg is in contact with the seat and the other is not? No, I assume you do some shitting on the toilet, some wiping, but you're going, I'm not going to get up yet because I know we're only at the midpoint of this journey. Yeah. And then once you're finished, once you've pinched off uh, the last train car on the way to Jakarta, uh, you stand up and you give it a give it a little wipe. Just for um, just to make sure that we're all on a level playing field here. So that's that one in five respondents said that they stand up to wipe their ass after shitting. Uh, this people with penises. We have three three people with penises on this podcast. Yeah. Is anyone Sta- is either up? either of you standing up to wipe your ass? No. Okay, good. Jesus fucking Christ. I was already <laughs> sitting at this point. Yeah. I'm not going to make a fucking effort out of it. I'm getting up and walking around, you know. <laughs> genuinely insane. <laughs> okay, I've finished shitting. Time to go mobile for this yeah. next phase. Time to take some laps. 
I there's yeah, walking there's, around the office <laughs> wiping your ass. I'll tell you this, and look, look, not absolutely not for the first time. Yeah. Sorry if this is the first episode of this show that you've listened to. <laughs> you started off with an absolutely inscrutable reference to an Indonesian action movie from however many years ago. You got three and we're going immediately into a quick whip around the room to see how the hosts are wiping. I wouldn't say immediately. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think the journey that. took about three minutes. <laughs> not, not immediately. There was a several minute long rendition of the Polish national anthem first. And uh, further apologies if you are the partner or friend of someone in a car yep. who has played yep. this for you. <laughs> this is a... No, you'll love it. Yeah. Gotta be honest, this is a frequent type of apology that we make. Mm. Um, but <laughs> all I was going to say was... Yeah. When So you're sitting down, right? And look, I, I realise that that's, that's, not, that's not technically the prime position to be shitting from. No. I believe, I believe the squat toilet holds that... Uh, the human holds body that craves a squat. And we the have human told body it, no. craves a squat, and I, I believe it's much much better for your uh, for your intestinal health, your digestive health, all that kind of thing to be yeah. doing the squat style. But that's not the world I live in. The world I live in, we've got our regular Western Western toilets all around the place. Yeah. But one of the advantages to sitting down is that you kind of you kind of primed for that turd to come out of there. You stand up, and those cheeks clap straight back together. Yeah. And I I think you are just introducing a, a layer of complication that absolutely doesn't need to be there if you are yeah. standing up and wiping. That is wild to me. That's out of control. People go on diamond black on wiping their asses. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to. <laughs> absolutely baffling. One in five people out there. Again, not a representative scientific survey in any way, shape or form. But, but that's a, no, but it's still a, it's a big number. Like, out of... That's a hundred people... That's a hundred freaks. That he's gone, yeah, he's brought out in his net. That's, oh, yeah. Actually, Throw you know what? It's gone up to 578 votes and it's now 19.9%. <laughs> Plus the combo. How many people the... are in the combo category? Uh, there are 15.7% in the combo I category. I count them as, as standing up wipers. Well, yeah, but if, if you're getting mobile before the entire act is done, you yeah. are an Alien to me. We are, are talking a doing? full one third of people trying to min max their shitting experience so they can get the last wipe just as they reach the sink. Um, <laughs> I assume they throw they throw the uh, shitty piece of toilet paper in the shower for stomping later. I think they do a no look over the shoulder throw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was more sort of picturing uh, standing up wiping. Balling it up, doing a doing a kind of you know, uh, walking bar, bar, away uh, from the toilet. Well, sort I'm of. thinking more like a kind of basketball yeah. low low shuffle. You go between the legs and you turn around and do a jump fadeaway. Yeah, and you're looking for nothing but wet. Yeah, nothing but wet. Nothing but wet. That's what we all really want. Anyway, sorry about that. There is an actual an actual poll there in the notes, Andrew, if you want to go through that. Yeah, I guess let's get back to something normal, folks. Yeah. <laughs> this is from a poll conducted by YouGov. Me you go? Twenty Yeah. <laughs> Specifically. One hundred percent of Ben's <laughs> believe. Twenty percent sorry, twenty four percent of Americans believe that they've seen a UFO. Sixty six percent say they haven't. The remaining 10% aren't sure if they've seen a UFO. Oh, I love that 10% so much. <laughs> have you seen a UFO? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. <laughs> maybe it's none of your business. <laughs> you know? Who are you to ask? Of those, well, maybe maybe 10% of people have seen a UFO, but the alien said, could you do us a favor and just keep this between us? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe res- respecting the alien's privacy, you know? Yeah, if you see an alien, no, you didn't. Hey, mm-hmm. that's like that thing people say on the internet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, of the 24% of people who believe that they have seen a UFO, uh, 34% believe it was aliens. Mm-hmm. 45% believe it was some sort of natural phenomenon. <laughs> yep. And 23% of people are unsure. 
So, so that leaves that leaves zero for planes or something. Well, it's it would na- be that's a natural phenomenon. That, that would be would, a identified. That... <laughs> yeah, we just call that a plane. Twenty-four <laughs> percent of people believing that they've seen a UFO—that seems <clears throat> quite high. That's one in four Americans is like, yeah. "Oh yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, dog, I've seen a UFO." But then it's only thirty-four percent of them who believe it was an, uh, an alien, though. So really, it's, it's I'm really yeah, I'm enjoying. I saw something. I'm so enjoying the number of people that are like, you know what? What I saw in that sky, I uh, I don't quite know. Yeah, I like um, forty five percent believe it was some sort of natural phenomenon. What are we talking here? Ball lightning, Saint Elmo's fire. Yeah. What do they reckon they've seen? Probably one of those two. Yeah, probably. That's very intriguing. So let's. I'm not really the numbers guy here. That's more of a Theo job. But thirty four percent of twenty four percent. That's eight percent to my mind. Would you agree, Theo? Sure. So I was looking at picture of a whole bunch of. Old timey guys gawking at ball lightning. Oh. Whoa, what the fuck is that? Well, that's like one so, in every twelve uh one in every twelve Americans believes for certain they've seen aliens. Yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. In my professional opinion. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh however, we do have some bad news. Because mm. I know that's that's good news that, that pleases Ben greatly. Thank you. To have his biases confirmed. <laughs> and I loved for Ben to be pleased. That's right. Uh, unfortunately, more Americans believe in aliens than in Bigfoot. Yeah, that's disappointing. That's, that's very, I mean... So, this is uh, for another poll here. How likely do you think it is that each of the following beings exist? And the results are a percentage of US adult citizens. So the percentage of people who believe that the following beings definitely exist. Aliens, 24%. Holy shit. Which neatly lines up with the 24% of people <laughs> yeah. who've I seen know what one. Exists and I saw. That's why they believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 8% believe that Bigfoot is is real. Definitely exists. One yeah. in, so that's, you know, what, one in twelve or something like that? You get a whole bunch of people in a lineup. One of those people believes that Bigfoot definitely exists. Well that depends As how a, many people are in your lineup, but yeah. Twenty three percent of people believe he probably exists. See, yeah. And probably is like, you know, it's better than a coin toss. Yeah. Uh now, we're getting a little confusing here with mm. 6% of people believe the Yeti exists. Yeah. Um, and 19% believe that the Yeti probably exists. I'm I'm going <laughs> to call foul on the polling method here because, number one, um, number one, you, you really... I, I think you could put those two in the same category. Yeah, yeah. Really, otherwise I mean, it's really hard to work out what the overlap of people who believe that they exist as distinct creatures or that they are yep, yep. separate. Also, uh, or they're, they're the same thing, you know. Also, like uh, it makes you wonder if the poll results would have been any different between the question "Do you believe the Yeti exists?" versus "Do you believe Yetis exist?" Yeah, because mm. we're we're presupposing here that there is a singular Yeti, which out is laughable. There. And There's we've... one Bigfoot, but thousands of Yetis in yes. my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they've got it. I think they've got it backwards here. But yeah. really, in my mind, potentially, you've got some some of the results for the Yeti should go towards Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah I, I think believe. so. I agree. Uh, 5% of US adult citizens believe that the Loch Ness Monster definitely exists. And way down at 4%, Chupacabra. Yeah, but again, that's twenty-one percent of people think the Loch Ness monster probably exists, which means in total twenty-six percent. So one in four Americans are like, "Yeah, on balance, this is probably a Loch Ness monster." That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> that's so beautiful. It's just a bunch of people walking around being like, "I've never been to Scotland, but walking around saying, what a magical something world. All that, all that water.' Hey, it's really deep. Yeah, you know, they used to have big otters in there and stuff. So. More likely than not, there's a dinosaur in there. Yeah, I may not be an expert in et cetera, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Gone, yeah. yeah. All that water, got to be something in it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Remember how, like, free communication um, all day, everywhere, 
was supposed to make us a less superstitious and more informed people. It's... Yeah, the digital agora, the marketplace of ideas. Yeah. Well, love, there is a marketplace. trading so... ideas. Yeah. 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 I'll trade selling. you one Bigfoot is real for one the Yeti is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll happily take that. Uh, See, you would think... You would think that, He's you know... It. You would think that this opening up of the information superhighway, connecting all of these services to computers and such, would improve the free exchange of information. But unfortunately, there are nefarious bodies out there conducting rampant censorship at all times. I am, of course, talking about the dreaded DMV. It's time for Plate Watch. Now, uh, we've done this segment a, a couple of times before, uh, where we have looked at both accepted and rejected uh, custom number plate or vanity vanity plates, as I believe the Americans would call them, um, submissions. Now, previously we've been talking about, I think it was New Hampshire or whichever state it was that just had like a complete free-for-all on what you could get and they could refuse nothing as long as it wasn't like racist, I think. I can't remember, but um, I've recently been looking at posts from the very entertaining uh, Twitter bot that tweets out California DMV plate submissions, Mm -hmm. which made me think, well, if they can do that, then clearly there must be a public database somewhere of plate submissions. And I had a look and it turns out that a random guy did some sort of Freedom of Information Act thing to the California DMV looking for something else and they just gave him the entire database of submissions from 2015 to 2016 for custom number plates and he may as well why not yeah here you go. well apparently it was cheaper for them to give him the whole thing than for them to spend time winnowing it down to what his request was so he's just put the whole thing up on GitHub so i yesterday went through 18,000 lines of an excel document uh, and I thought I would pick out some highlights of uh, rejected California DMV vanity plate submissions. Here we go. Meat man. Da <laughs> no <Duh> honky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I was that rejected? was me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why, Andrew, but in my mind, you are the man I picture in my head when I'm like, who yeah. has a car that just says, dog? God, that'd be so good. That'd be what I generally, I generally think the custom license plates are wildly overpriced, and I don't know why anybody's paying for them, but if I could get a Dahonky license plate. Yeah, like, rolling uh, around in your, worth it. your Outlander with Dahonky. Is this the craziest white man ever? <laughs> uh, I have her suit. <laughs> Spelt correctly. <laughs> and look, to be honest, nothing offensive about that. Let and him have the, it. No. The only note in there for the rejection was just the word hairy with a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... I think that's a... <laughs> yeah. Justice has not been served there. Ass mans. That's with a Z at the end. Ass butt. It's a twofer. Ass butt. No farts. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Nope. Well, then maybe the next one is for you. I got gas. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I then have FRT space ING. <laughs> and the the explanation that the customer provided for what it meant was, it's what I love doing, quotes, <laughs> farting. Beautiful. That's nature, baby. Crime? Dank hog. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Big sack. <laughs> I have one R-T-N-U-T It's one right nut I I honestly think 
the world would be a better place if they could drive around with these with these license plates. Uh, dog balls. <laughs> El Gooch. <laughs> Keeping things south of the border. Senor Gooch. Twelve V cum. Uh, Twelve volt cum. <laughs> Kind of frightening. <laughs> what's the what's the what's the rationale for this one? I, that they didn't provide one. There was nothing in the field. <laughs> A beautiful mystery. At least you know it probably wouldn't kill you. Well, I mean, depending on the current, I guess. Doctor Stank. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just rewind a little bit. Um. Yeah. The the voltage is going to dictate the current. So. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, amps. What are those? Yeah, yeah, that's the current. That's yeah. the current. Yeah, okay. But current is a yeah, it's a product of the voltage and the resistance. Yeah, but we don't know what the resistance is, so Well, it's it... a, uh, for a person it mainly stays the same. Depends yeah. where the cum is applied. Yeah. If if the cum is applied like just splashed directly on the <laughs> on the heart like mid-surgery. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> the doctor's <laughs> juggling his <laughs> <laughs> Nutribullet cup full of 12 volt cum <laughs> And the whole thing landed on the heart He might be in some trouble Yeah, I don't know But otherwise you think you'd probably be fine Yeah <laughs> Great Axe doc <laughs> hmm. Spelt exactly how you would think <laughs> And then uh, Andrew I've got another one That I think you might like to have in your family maybe This one is M-I-L-F-M-N-Y That is MILF money Damn. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, if you don't know why that's relevant, I'm just going to leave that ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> I have Kiwi69. <laughs> okay. yeah. I have Gay69. <laughs> I have Angry69. Oh, you don't want that. No. 69 <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I have penis 69. Uh, the customer justification provided for this one was simply my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> my friends call hey. me penis 69. Hey, it's your mate. <laughs> penis 69. Now, uh, the justification provided for this next one uh, is, quote, I and my family are from Pound, Wisconsin. Uh-huh. That number plate is Pound Town. <laughs> it's legit Let him have it uh, Yeah so <laughs> The DMV note on this one was Pound town sexual But there is a pound Wisconsin <laughs> 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 Giving them a, a little bit of credit While still putting the big rejected stamp on it Yeah uh, The justification for this next one uh, Is it's my son's nickname The number plate is P-H-A-T-C-O-K. Fat cock. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Always run around calling my son that. Yep. Hey, fat cock. <laughs> Pick up your toys. Hey, that's that song. Fat cock, hey. Uh, this number plate is schlong. That is S-H-L-L-O-N-G. Mm-hmm. The justification schlong. provided is... My profession, my first initial and last name, Sheriff Leonard Long. <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, sorry, the justification for this one is, quote, you can do it. Hmm. The number plate is you cunt. <laughs> it's U-C-U-N-T. <laughs> uh, I've got a little forfer here for you. I have uh, F space C-A-N-C-R, F cancer, fuck cancer. I have F space C4-N-C-R, again, fuck cancer. I have F space lupus, which I guess (laughs) (laughs) similar sentiment. I then have F space pianos. (laughs) All right, that's, we're getting specific now. (laughs) 
Now, as we've experienced with the previous ones, uh, the section of number plates that started with OMW2 uh, was extensive. Uh, so I mm-hmm. picked some highlights for Fertile you. Fertile ground. Yeah. So I've got OMW2FUK. That's quite obviously on my way to fuck. <laughs> I have uh, OMW2FYW, which I think is probably on my way to fuck your wife. Or, you know, similar. (laughs) And then I've got OMW2GYG, which, as we all know, is on my way to Guzman and Gomez. (laughs) (laughs) And that was rejected, you say? That was rejected, yeah. Uh, They were trying to guess what it stood for in the notes. They're like, it's something your girl. I know it. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's Guzman Guzman. That's right. Uh, I have two two more for you here. So the customer justification provided for this one is celebration of my son moving out of the house. That Ooh. number plate is Dick out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I'm really enjoying the absolutely lackluster effort. Yeah, being put into trying to justify these, really like, oh phoning it in, it's expecting so just a light touch from the California DMV. I no, have actually come out of this with a profound respect for the people whose job this is because, like, they do extensive research into it. Like, they won't let uh, they won't let anyone with number plates, uh, anything with the number eighty eight in there, obviously, because that's a, the Nazi thing. But also fourteen for the Nazi mm-hmm. thing. Like, yeah, all all sorts of things there. Uh, the last one I have for you. The customer justification provided is, it means one day I will go to the World Series of Poker. Now, do you guys want to take a guess at how you would do that in like the seven seven characters you have available to you? To the World Series of Poker. Hmm. Yeah, it's obviously hard to um, to express in a short amount of characters, so they have gone for Dago Wop. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't really seem like it's that Do they call the World Series of Poker the WOP? Do they just drop the S out? <laughs> it seems like it would be the WSOP, doesn't it? It does, does it? One day I will go to the World Series of Poker. Of poker. <laughs> oh boy! I can't believe they didn't get that one past the census. Yeah, weird. Yeah, it's probably some kind of anti-poker discrimination. Yeah, that's probably what it is. They probably yeah, just got the wrong like... the wrong person at the DMV. Probably good that they rejected that one. Yeah, probably. You would be <laughs> shocked. At the number of that level of racial slurs that were submitted. They're just getting through, huh? Yeah. Maybe um, maybe you should do a freedom of information request to the California DMV. I'll try and get a more modern list. Yeah, just be like, I need one license plate from each year. If you're listening to this and uh, you're a fil- familiar with uh, California's freedom... Actually, no, your state. If you're listening to this and you're in America and you are familiar with your state's... Freedom of Information Act laws or whatever, and you would like to help me get submissions for vanity plates, please contact us at mailbag at buntavista.com. That's fair. Bloody do it. Are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the Bunta Vista podcast? Do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild? Are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for Mark Wahlberg film Shooter? Well, boy, do I have the offer of a lifetime for you. That's right, for just five US dollars a month, you too can be a premium VIP member of the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com slash buntavista 
Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job. But you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you. Well, hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. These ones have been quite mm. hard to thread together. Yeah, I got to say. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Uh, yep. Oh, no. 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 Oh. Hmm. Plates. That's something that humans use. <laughs> and it turns out that other animals also use types of tools. It's time for Nature Corner. Country roads take me home to the place I Oh, what are we in for? It's we're entering the chimp zone. <clears throat> I have been uh I have been watching some Planet of the Apes stuff recently, so this story's probably gonna get me pretty scared. Yeah. Uh, so you know, just please send out your your vibes of support to me. Where, please me- where are you, mentally support me at this time. Where are you up to in the series? Um, I rewatched the the Tim Burton one, mm-hmm. uh, which, on reflection, I enjoy his uh his like ridiculous sci fi sets and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then just sort of starting off on the original one. I haven't I haven't dipped into the Andy Circus one again, but just starting off on on the Charlton Heston one. Yeah, fuck yeah, you're in for such a wild wild ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a press release from Washington University in St. Louis. Confusing, but whatever. Mm. Evidence of social relationships between chimpanzees and gorillas. It's over for us. <laughs> This is how it starts. That's it. That's it. I don't know how powerful they are together. Oh, yep. it means they're going to have all the bases covered. They're going to have like agility plus tanks. You, you know, know um, in the, <laughs> the X-Men, how Colossus and Wolverine will do the, the fastball special where yes. Colossus yes. throws uh, this Wolverine. This is exactly what I was, what I was picturing. <laughs> well, that chip's very far away from me and I'm up high. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Hearing from a distance. <laughs> hey, can anyone hear the Doppler effect? Chimp yeah. scream! Shit! Somebody Dopplering a chimp? <laughs> a long-term study led by primatologist Cricket Sands. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going to spell that name out because I have never seen that name before in my life, and it's very cool. C r i c k e t t E. Cricket. That kicks ass. Cricket Sands at Washington University in St. Louis, for some reason, reveals the first evidence of lasting social relationships between chimpanzees and gorillas in the wild. Drawn from more than 20 years of observations at Nuabale Ndoki National Park in the Republic of Congo, research has documented social ties between individual chimpanzees and gorillas that persisted over years and across different contexts. The research was conducted by scientists from Washington University, the Wildlife Conservation Society, the University of Johannesburg, Yuck. Lincoln Park Zoo, uh, and is reported in the journal iScience. Remember when we used to just put a little eye in front of everything? Yeah, yeah. that's how you Isn't know it's modern. Yeah. yeah, there's an app for that. Quote, an example of what we found might be one individual traveling through a group of the other species to seek out another particular individual, she said. I love that. I love that so fucking uh-huh. much. Just Anyone you... seen Dave? You guys seen Dave? <laughs> hey, hey, don't mind me. Don't mind me. Hey, 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 hey. There he is. <laughs> the big it's fella, the big fella. <laughs> What's up? Uh... <laughs> Cricket continues, uh, we were also able to document such interactions over time and in different contexts in this study. 
Most people do not realize that the majority of remaining gorillas and chimpanzees reside together. The large tracts of forest in the Congo Basin are a conservation stronghold not only for these two kinds of endangered great apes, but also forest elephants, leopards, and many other species. That's right. I have to say... Upwards of four species in the Congo <laughs> Basin. I am delightfully intrigued by forest elephants. That's just yeah. cool. <laughs> you hear a rustling up high. It's a hard time. You look above you to realise too though. late you're being stalked <laughs> by a forest elephant. Uh, in a review of published reports combined with a synthesis of previously unpublished data about daily follows of chimpanzees and gorillas from 1999 to 2020 in the Gualugo Triangle, scientists documented ape species engaging in a wide range of social interactions, ranging from play to aggression. Uh, I was kind of hoping that it would range from something to sucking each other off. <laughs> range from sucking to fucking? Yeah. <laughs> I can see why you would hope that. <laughs> Theo quietly disappointed that the nature story doesn't involve a gorilla sucking off a chimp. They might just be doing or mutual masturbation. We don't know. Look, we've established on this show. Good luck finding that gorilla's dick. You know. Yeah. Uh, researchers investigated several possible benefits of these interspecies rendezvous. Mm. including protection from predation, improved foraging options, and other social benefits from information sharing. Oh, no, they're going to start information sharing, and it's all going to go downhill for them. Yeah. Just look yeah. what the internet's hey, done for uh, us. Hey, you, know you know those humans, their weak point is their face. It's only the <laughs> fucking apes know. Ooh. You just pull that thing right off. Just looking at its hands. Huh. 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 <laughs> They're all uh, they're all sitting around together, going oh, 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 and doing the um, doing the motion that Nicolas Cage does in Face Off when he says "Face Off." Oh, what a line reading! Miming, <laughs> pulling his face off. You know, what a movie! <laughs> God, that's what it says on the tin. Face Off remake, where uh, where the the catalyst is several people having their faces removed by a team of gorillas and chimps. Yeah. One of the key theories that has been suggested for why apes might choose to associate with members of different species is to avoid predators. But information gathered in the study suggests these social interactions can't be chalked up to threat reduction. Hell yeah, they just found hanging out. Just palling around. Yeah. It's the same way that, you know, you can't just chalk it up to threat reduction as to why an orangutan is hanging out with Clint Eastwood in a truck. That's you know? true. Although... Yes, he's safer from predators in the yeah, truck. Yeah, he is. But yeah. no cans of beer out there in the wild, you know. Hey, and if you're under 30, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're under 30, please explore some cinema of previous eras. For example, Any Which Way But Loose. And the sequel, Any Which Way But Something Else. Hmm. In which way, but over there. <laughs> Instead. Uh, oh, sorry. The scientists found little support for the idea that chimpanzees or gorillas are associating to decrease leopard, snake, or raptor predation attempts. You reckon? Are they raptors big enough to take a chimp? Or just a little chimp, I guess. Baby chimp? I think maybe, maybe they just don't like getting like part of their skull removed by a raptor, even if it doesn't kill them. I uh, I was watching a chimpanzee documentary with the kids recently called Chimpanzee, and it Good was uh, it, it was narrated by Tim Allen, and so he got to do like some uh, he got to do some home improvement noises. Yeah, uh, you know there was a, a a part where the the chimps are like using rocks to or like like logs to crack open uh, seeds, and then one of them goes and gets a big rock. And Tim Allen's oh, like, oh, now oh, we're talking oh. power tools. Har, har, har. Um, so the documentary made both of the kids cry. Uh, it made uh, the first kid cry when the baby chimp's mother uh, was killed during a, a, oh. a clan war between chimps. And uh, then later on in the movie, the baby chimp, which has been like, you know, put on the outs from the rest of the, the troop of chimpanzees, 
winds up in what is, according to the documentary, an absolutely freak occurrence, um, is adopted by the solo alpha male uh, chimp of the troop, uh, who then just starts acting like a mother to the to the little chimp and lets him lets him climb on his back, yeah. you know, and run around. Oh, uh, and then yeah. the other kid turned to me with tears running down her face and said, "Why documentary is so sweet." <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure there was a scene in that where there's a bunch of baby chimps all fucking around and playing and having fun, cracking all the branches on a tree, and then suddenly a uh, and suddenly something swoops through and just takes one of the baby chimps and disappears. Oh, You'd hate to have that happen as a parent. Yeah, and then Tim Allen's like, "This is a real wake-up call for Jono the chimp, or whatever the fuck they call him." You know, <laughs> you need to start tying weights to your baby chimps, <laughs> putting a rope and a kettlebell on each of your babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, instead, enhanced foraging opportunities seem to be more important. The researchers found that co-feeding at the same time represented thirty-four percent of the interspecific associations that they documented with another 18% of observations involving apes foraging in close spatial proximity, but on different foods. Just sounds like you've, you've observed uh, multiple groups of people using the same restaurant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Except oh, look, some look, of them they're like... They're co-foraging. <laughs> eating only the bacon bits at the Pizza Hut salad bar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. While everyone else is eating the little bits of Caesar salad. Uh, and there's me just eating bowl after bowl of the of the mini marshmallows. The Little marshmallows. Yeah. Oh man! Once you get to the the dessert <laughs> portion, it's over for you, fools. Is that a whole it's bowl over. full of jelly? Yeah, it is. I don't know if um I don't know if this is like an an age related thing or a metabolism related thing or something, but we we took the kids to a a buffet a little while ago, like a, an improbably large buffet. And we got in there and like I, I had one normal sized plate of food and then I was like, I'm done. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah. There is no value for money for me at a at a buffet. Yeah. I mean there's oh. no value for money in a buffet for anybody, I think. That's how no, I get you. <laughs> but it's on a sliding scale, right? Oh no, sorry, Ben. My contention is that the buffet is uh, poor, poor value for money for everyone involved in the enterprise, from the people putting on the buffet. Oh, sure. Uh, to Are the you people saying it's eating so at stacked it. against you? The buffet always wins. But the buffet. But then they throw lose. out all the fucking food. Like, yeah. surely, surely, at the end of the evening, they go, "Well, here's, you know." Heat tray after heat tray of food that didn't get eaten into the dumpster. You go. Yeah, He's saying that you should be able to show up at like fifteen minutes before the buffet closes, and that's uh, that's wild out time. <laughs> yeah, you got you got fifteen minutes. Fuck, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Sizzler, like, I know you're mostly out of business, but it's yeah, it's like it's it's half price. It's half yeah. price, and and it's kind of like um you know that you know that American game show supermarket sweeps or whatever yeah. it is um yeah, yeah. where you, they give you a trolley and you just have to rush through and sweeping things off the shelves and everything, uh basically that, and then at the end they just get like uh one of those sort of big squeegees on the end of a mop handle, <laughs> and take it through there. Yeah. No carpet. No carpet in this joint at all. <laughs> no carpet. No, it's a wet they've, room. They've got the they've got the um they've got like the curved the curved vinyl in the corners, like in hospital rooms. Yeah, yeah. So you really get that squeegee stuff. from You can't bring any weapons with you, but improvised weapons yeah. made on site are completely okay. I mean, you look at a buffet chair. Yeah. That thing, fold it up, snap it down. If you uh whack if, someone, if, someone away from the fucking baked potatoes. If you can get the get the bone out of like the one of the big roasts, snap it off at an angle. Handy yeah. weapon right there. Yeah, use it to kind of get in the cheek of another one of someone, mm-hmm. you know, in front of the um, boiled eggs or whatever. Pull them away. Take some of the skewers from the uh, chocolate fountain. Fashion yourself some armor. I'm starting to feel like uh, insurance on this venture is starting to get a bit expensive. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason why they don't do this. Maybe, but that's none of my business. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
so, in addition to a greater diversity of interactions that previously documented among sympatric apes. I love that word. That's such a great fucking word. I don't know what it means. I think it just means happening in the same place. Um, The definition of sympatric is, yes, one, occurring in the same area. Uh, Two is occupying the same geographical range without loss of identity from interbreeding sympatric species. Or it could be a video game where you play out the life of my friend Chev because his name is Patrick. Sim, Sim Mm. Patrick. Like Sim Earth or Sim Mm. Ant? Or Sim Sim. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Yeah. Sim Hospital, Sim Tower. That's all the ones I can remember. What other Sim games are there? The Sim Sims. Helicopter. Sim, did, did you already say Sim Ant? I think that was the first one. Yeah. Yeah. You're going alphabetically. Yes. What do you reckon they called the Sims Patrick. in Germany? Das Sims? Der Sims. Der, Der Sims. Der Sims. Just having a lovely, relaxing night playing Der Sims 2. The baby is in einer swimming pool. <laughs> das ist gut. <laughs> oh, the study revealed social relationships between members of different species that persisted over years. For example, study authors noted that on several occasions of food sources, they observed young gorillas and chimpanzees seeking out particular partners to engage in bouts of play. So cool. Gonna get you. These types of interactions may afford unique development opportunities that extend the individual's social, physical, and cognitive competencies. Quote, No longer can we assume that an individual ape's social landscape is entirely occupied by members of their own species, said co-author Jake Funkhauser, Mm -hmm. a doctoral candidate of biological anthropology at Washington University. Now, that's true. Uh, an individual ape social landscape is not entirely occupied by members of their own species. Sometimes it's Ronald Reagan. And if you're under 30, <laughs> forget about it. I am actually sick of people assuming that an individual ape social landscape is entirely occupied by members of their own species. It's actually, it's kind of naive. Mm. Grow you up. cancelled. Yeah, grow up. Grow the fuck up. Uh, boy, Ben, you've just, you've really, you've really run these together in a way that makes them incredibly difficult to, yeah. to work your way from one to the other. Hey, I've never made it easy on purpose, and I've also not made it hard on purpose. <laughs> uh, hey. Once those chimps and apes start working together and develop more advanced tools, we're in for a world of trouble. Because God knows that we have produced enough dangerous tools of our own. It's time to check in on Scamwatch. Bong. It's from WKTV. Wukdva in New York. Uh, man claims he was paid $21,000 for 3D printed guns at New York Attorney General's buyback event in Utica. Oh, I've heard about this one. That's not good. <laughs> A man who identified himself only as Kem. Hmm. <laughs> A confused Barbie. What did you say your name was? <laughs> I think that's how Americans pronounce Cam. <laughs> Kem. Kim. Uh, saw people tweeting about using 3D printers to make guns for the sole purpose of selling them for big bucks at gun buyback programs, like the one the New York State Attorney General's office held at the Utica Police Department last month. He got to work on a $200 3D printer he got for Christmas. Quote, I 3D printed a bunch of lower receivers and frames for different kinds of firearms, said Kem. Then he drove six hours to Utica. Quote, and he sees the tote and says, how many firearms do you have? And I said, <laughs> 110, said Kem. This began a haggling and negotiating session with the Attorney General's office staff that lasted all day long. Fuck. Quote, 
And it ended with the guy and the lady from the budget office finally coming around with the 42 gift cards and counting them in front of me, said Cam. $21,000 in $500 gift cards. Oh my God. This guy fucking sucks. This seems like a poor use of everyone's time. Like, I'm happy for you and your fucking 21 grand in gift cards, you prick. Motherfucker. It'd be funny if they were, like, all for the iTunes store. Yeah. What are you doing with that, you know? They're only for Ralph's or whatever the fuck. They got too many supermarkets over there. I don't know what they got in New York. Whole Foods. Food for your hole. That's right. A few weeks ago, News Channel 2 contacted the State Attorney General's office asking if they knew this might be happening. They didn't answer the question, (laughs) responding only that the Utica gun buyback program was a big success and the program in general keeps New York families safe. Yes, we've seized six million guns. Yeah. We took 110 guns off the street that had been on the street for six hours. Quote, I'm sure handing over $21,000 in gift cards to some punk kid after getting a bunch of plastic junk was a rousing success, laughed Kem, the piece of shit. Quote, gun buybacks are a fantastic way of showing, number one, that your policies don't work, and number two, you're creating perverse demand. You're causing people to show up to these events, and they don't actually reduce crime whatsoever, said the cause of the problem. Someone made me show up here with 130... Guns that I just made. These laws that made me a cunt do some cunt <laughs> behaviour, and I'm sick of them. Yeah, real, uh, real shaky on the whole cause and effect issue here. Oh I mean, God. this dude is is, yeah. That's that's not no one's no one's making you do that. No, it created a perverse incentive, and this pervert acted on it. What a f- <laughs> fucking asshole. Yeah. Oh, man, this sucks because people are just going in there and wasting their time and taking money for nothing, said the man who wasted all their time and took money for nothing. And, like, for this dickhead, all you have to do is put a little asterisk on there to say, if this gun was 3D printed, then we will crush it and you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll make you hold on to the gun while we crush it. (laughs) Yeah. Done. Sorted. Yeah, I don't care for that at all. Utica police referred all questions to the Attorney General's office. A statement sent from a spokesperson at the Attorney General's office on Wednesday said, It's shameful that this individual exploited a program that has successfully taken thousands of guns off the street to protect our communities from gun violence. We have partnered with local police throughout the state to recover more than 3,500 guns, and one individual's greedy behavior won't tarnish our work to promote public safety. We have adjusted our policies to ensure that no one can exploit this program again for yeah. personal gain. It's it's also funny that this guy's just like, oh, I assume everyone else is doing this, and that's like, yeah, there's yeah. thousands of guns handed in. They're all 3D printed, just like mine. If it's possible to do a scam, I assume everybody else is doing it too. Yeah. Are we uh, are we gonna try and rate this one? Oh, well, all right, successiness. he got a 10 for that victiminess now look normally I think normally we would kind of say that if you are scamming like a large corporate entity or something like that that that's that's the kind of victimless end of the scale for us but instead you're scamming a government entity which means that you are just taking taxpayer money which is money that they got from just all the regular Joes around you, uh, and money that was theoretically supposed to be being used for something good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's taken it out of that program. I yeah. think it's it's got to be smack bang in the middle there, right? Because it's not causing uh, you know someone to go bankrupt. Yeah, but not, it's not also stealing kinda, money. Kind of shitty an, at the same time. Yeah, not stealing money from like an individual old lady, uh, but it's still very shit. Yep. Yeah. Um, like, originality... Zero. Oh, he stole this idea of someone else. So, zero. Uh, And ballsiness, there was, like, no risk. There was literally no risk. Yeah, we can't buy those guns from you. Yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, I think it takes a certain amount of chutzpah to uh, 
roll up and like demand that like haggle all day for money instead of I think if you turned up and they said we'll give you $100 for that pile of shit there you should be like okay got $100 which you know, is that a loss it. On his two hundred. Oh no, he got it as a Christmas present, so I guess he'd still be up. He's still well, playing. He I don't know how much the materials there. cost or anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's paying for the filament or whatever the fuck. He's got to drive to Utica for twelve-hour round trip. And the way Joe Brandon's making bloody gas oh. prices at the moment, oh. he's getting slugged at the Bowser a couple of times. And that's one of the last places I want to be slugged. Yeah, I fucking hate this guy. What an asshole. There's a bunch of like gun blogs and websites that are like, this man is history's greatest genius. He's the Napoleon of taking public money in a but way if, it was not intended to be used. But if you were like, I don't know, if, if you were, as, as many, many gun owners want to bleat about publicly at a great volume all the time... Um, hey, we're all responsible gun owners who are just out here trying to do the right thing. We're just regular citizens with a hobby. Is it a crime to have a hobby? Yeah. It's like, if you're, if you're someone... And, and again, I would say, if you are someone who is actually in that position and not just saying that as, as default rhetoric for your shitty positions or whatever, if you actually believe that, then... Theoretically, you should be a person who can afford to have the guns that you own and they're registered and, you know, you keep them in a safe at home and all that sort of stuff. My understanding of this type of program is that it's saying we will give back a decent chunk of money to you, young person on the street who's not supposed to have that gun. Yeah. We're going to get this dangerous stuff off the streets. Yes. Um, And give you some of the money back so you can go and then spend it in turn on, like, throwing knives or something. Well, I'm assuming that the point is, like, hey, maybe you bought this gun illegally on the street for, like, $200, and we'll give you $500 to give it to us and take it away. And then you haven't lost any money. You got something out of it. There was an incentive for you to come and do it. I'm assuming that's the point of it. Because if it was just, like, we will buy your gun off you for less than you bought it for, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really see what the point would be to anybody. But again, the point is, I'm sure, that you're trying to get, like, illegally obtained, unregistered firearms off the street and out of the hands of, like, I don't know, irresponsible people or whatever. So, if you are somebody who, you know, purportedly supports gun ownership and stuff, you should be thinking this guy is shit. Yeah. Unless you are a gun rights person whose whole thing is just being anti-government. Huh, I wouldn't. I never. I wouldn't go on. Yeah, surely not. Anyway, this week's uh, crime watch, crime pass, uh, is you can run this guy over with a car. Yep. If you see Kem on the streets, if you are anywhere in a large public place in like upstate New York or whatever the fuck, and you yell out Kem, and a guy turns around, that's the guy. There's no other Kems wandering around. <laughs> yeah. And we don't Wherever. mean that in, like, the bad uh, Prue McSween way. We mean it in the funny way, some good guys with good politics on a podcast way. Yeah, we mean so, it in the so funny way. Rev up, rev up your Kia Sorento, give them a fright. Yeah, then... or someone else's Kia Sorento. <laughs> Could be anyone's. And that is an episode of the podcast, Punta Vista. Should put that story in the middle, I think. You know, we had some... Some funny number plates, some stuff about UFOs, some chimp friendship. And then we ended on the one with the the guy is a, an asshole. One day we'll figure this out. Should we should we end with a positive vibe by announcing uh, a live show? Oh, that's a great idea, Andrew. Hey, what an idea. Hey. Anybody want to do that? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, we're doing our first ever live show. And we're doing it in beautiful uh, Gympie, Queensland, the gem the shining gem of southeast Queensland. Uh, we're doing it as part of the Heart of Gold International Short Film Festival. Uh, we are on the Friday night, which is October 28th. We're at 6 p.m. at the Loft. There are about 40 or 50 tickets left uh, at the time of recording. So if you want to go, uh, 
that you should probably get in now. There's some accommodation options in Gympie. It's about a two and a half hour drive from Brisbane if you wanted to try that way. Um, I know that in our Discord, people have been talking about carpooling and stuff, so that's probably worth jumping in on those conversations. If you want to hang out with some strangers, you would probably get along with. There's also a, a lovely train that goes from Brisbane to Gympie. It's well worth looking into. But yeah, it should be good. We're going to be doing, um, in line with the the theme of the film festival, we're going to be doing an ordinary episode of the podcast Bunta Vista, but with an attempt to find mostly positive stories. Um, right. And we'll see whether that is actually possible. It's going to be hard to do the shipping report positively, but I believe we can find a way. Yeah. But yeah, we'd love to see that. It'd be really nice. It'll be our first time doing this. Uh, because we had to cancel the other one because of the novel coronavirus. It's happened before. Maybe maybe there will be a, a way for this show to also not happen. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it's probably, you know, Gimpy sliding off the map in a mudslide or whatever from whatever floods coming up. Yep. Something anyway, if you, if you are within geographical range of beautiful Gimpy, head over to heartofgold.com.au and buy yourself a little ticket. And, uh... Let us know if you're one of the people coming down to Gimpy instead of going up to Gimpy. So far, I think it's just Cal, but I'd love yeah. to hear about people that are from uh, further north in Queensland coming. That'd be nice. Love to see you. Wonderful. Well, see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.